0: Good evening everybody, we are at our 109th Q&A, number doesn't matter, only the questions do, (laughs) I pray Lord the answers are true. So this evening, our first Q&A for this third month, we got lots of questions, personal, hurting people, and we just thank God for each one of them, and I really, really, when I go through your questions, I know you are hurting, and I pray even in the answers, God would comfort you. Because 2 Corinthians, Corinthians says he's the God of all comfort. And I pray the comfort we all have received when we have gone through our trials and our testings. The same comfort God will pass on to you. So, But before we go into the questions, I will pray and then we'll start. Father, this evening we just thank you, Lord. There's so much fear, so much tension, so much anxiety, Lord. In the world, things that are happening, things are yet to come, but our eyes are on you, Father. And this evening, Father, I pray there will be peace in the hearts of your people. Outside, it can rattle, mm. but your word promises that the peace of God will guard our minds and our hearts. God, Lord, God. God of our minds, God of our hearts, O oh Lord. And I pray in that peace, people will receive the answers. For God will speak. For he says, be still and know that I am God. Thank you, thank you, Father, Commit this time into the hands, both the hearers and us, Lord, as we minister through this Q&A. May the anointing rest upon both, Lord. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. <clears throat> yes, so, do, you a y- good start. Yeah, we'll start with Pastor Question Number Twelve, I think, because in certain times. Okay. Question Number Twelve. Uh, it says, "I fear everything. I'm always afraid of the unknown. I know fear is a spirit. How do I shake it off?" For it never to come back again.
0: There are yeah, there are different kinds of fear. One, of course, is a natural fear, a natural fear which God has given us, and it is not a bad thing. Mm. Okay, it's not a bad thing. We should be afraid of blades, knives, guns. That is a good fear. So you use it very, very carefully. Lots of lots of uh, things in life. It is not an irrational fear. It's a rational fear. It's not a bad thing. Fear of God is a different thing altogether. It's holy. It's pure. It's cleansing. It keeps us away from nonsense and keeps us with sense, away from the enemy, with God. Okay? But then there is this fear. And I guess this child who's written from US is talking about a fear that is, is I wouldn't say... It is rational to them though it is irrational it it makes sense in their situations but the whole question is how do i shake it off for it to never to come back again you see um when you use these terms like for it never to come back like we always teach and even this morning pastor vijay was talking about uh it's it's the same thing healing is one thing Walking in your healing, that is health is another thing. Deliverance is one thing, walking in your deliverance is one thing. So shaking off fear, the spirit of fear is one thing, and walking without fear is another thing. First thing remember from Scripture, Second Timothy chapter one and verse seven, this spirit is not of or from God. Okay, for God has not given us, so it is not. He has not given us the spirit of fear. So, what causes fear? Okay, fear. Fear. Let me tell you, there are a couple of things fear is associated with. Um, One, fear is associated with pain. And which is a, it's a natural yes. fear. Even all of us fear. Yes. I mean, this big six feet to Pastor Vijay taking for an injection, you will see him, okay, suddenly changing, okay. So that's a fear of, fear of pain. Or if you want to see him suddenly get excited that one lizard come that way, you will suddenly see. And the lizard can't do anything to you, technically. But okay, these are so. Phobias. Phobias, okay. But God has not given us a spirit of fear. Okay, but what has it given us? The spirit of power, the spirit of love, and the spirit of sound mind. So, if you look at it, the answer is there. Okay, one, mm, how do you overcome a fear of something? Is that you need to have power over it. Let us say, people have, I mean, it's a natural fear. It's not an irrational fear, fear of poverty.
1: Mm. Yes, yes, Fear of poverty
0: It's a fear okay? Because a, poverty mm, can mm, kill you mm. So how do you overcome fear Now fear of poverty can be overcome With riches Because riches bring security mm. Or a very good education Where like You, you are in demand in the market mm. So you have no fear Of getting another job yes. Getting another job Okay, So one fear Can be overcome by power that's mm-hmm. what the Bible is saying. I have not given you the spirit of fear. No, what I have given you, I have the spirit of power. power. Okay, power. So when the disciples are being sent out on mission, when Jesus is sending them out on mission, He knows they are going to face everything the world, the enemy and the world can throw at them. And you need to realize, except for John, all of them are executed. They mm. all died, not executed, just they died painful deaths. So the first thing he says is that in Acts chapter 1 and verse um, 5 and then in verse 8, you he will power. say, mm-hmm. you know, because they have to face these fears,
2: mm-hmm.
0: okay? Face these fears, okay? Yeah, exactly. And I also want you to, but you shall receive power, okay? I, uh, before that, I want you to go to John chapter 20, Okay? and verse 19, and then come to Acts after 1 and verse 9. The same day at evening, this is Resurrection Sunday, okay? Being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled, okay? Now, Jesus is dead as far as they are concerned. They don't understand Resurrection, okay? And they were shut, doors all barred, because they are scared. Now they will come after his disciples for fear of the Jews. Mm. Okay? So you need to realize they were absolutely fearful. Okay, fearful. Now, um, Peter, it is out of fear he betrayed Jesus. Please understand the difference between Judah's betrayal and Peter's betrayal. Judas betrayed Jesus for money. Peter betrayed Jesus because at the moment he was taken over by fear. And the judgment of both are not the same. Yes, are not the same. Because people will ask... Uh, How come Jesus just came and restored Peter just like that? Because Jesus, Peter, has consistently proved that he can be trusted. But in the hour, the moment of the hour, he just gave in to fear. But God has an antidote to this fear. So Mm -hmm. they are gathered in fear. Mm -hmm. Okay, gathered in fear. And look at the antidote is at the end, Acts chapter 1 Mm -hmm. and verse 8. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in all Judea, and to the end of the earth. Okay? Now, on the day of Pentecost, what is that they receive? On the resurrection Sunday evening, they receive the Holy Spirit in terms of a new birth. They are born again. But what happens is, on the, on the day of Pentecost, they receive power. Now you should turn to Acts chapter 5 and verse 40 and 41. Mm -hmm. 5 verse 40 and 41. What has this done to them? Okay, They agreed with them. That is with Nicodemus, if I am right, right? No, Gamaliel. 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 And when they had called the apostles and beaten them, They commanded they should not speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. So they departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. And you will see, they are not afraid. Fear has gone. Mm -hmm. Fear has gone. Fear has gone. And actually, they they actually will gather. This is the second time, actually, the first time they'll gather and ask for even more boldness. Boldness, That is part of the power. That was the power, okay? These are things which we have to ask, okay? We cannot back off from this fight. We are not fighting flesh and blood, but enemies will use flesh and blood to come against us. So the first thing, okay, that. Now, Lord, this is what happens. First time they are threatened and put in prison. Look on their threats. Grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word. So the first thing, okay? First thing you have to ask is you have to keep on asking for power because john chapter 3 and verse 34 when it comes to power when it comes to the spirit because one of the endowments of the holy spirit is for he whom god sends speaks the words of god for god does not give the spirit by measure basically in simple translation he will give you the holy spirit without measure if you are ready to take him so it does not matter what you will face you will face in life the utmost, most cruel regime you can think about. The most painful death you can. He will give you the power and the grace to handle it. So the first thing was you need anything you want to face, you need power. And that's why in Acts chapter 1 and verse 5, he is sending his disciples with this one thing. What is saying? John truly baptized. Okay. Yeah. With water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Not many days from now, he says, "Remain in Jerusalem. Don't go. Don't even try this because you don't know what will hit you. And suddenly you will realize you know mm, theory, you know theology, but you don't have the power to handle what is coming at you. Because the enemy will come through different ways. He will come at you, and he can come at you in oh, come at in seven hundred different ways. He can come at you. But the thing is that God's answer to that is power so the first thing we need to ask is when you are afraid you need to go and ask god and say lord i need power your power power to withstand power to withstand because ultimately but also we'll come to that the third one second thing you need to go to is he has not given us the spirit of power but uh he has not given us the spirit of fear but he has given us the spirit of love second thing is that Verse 16, uh, sorry, 1 John chapter 4, verse 16.
1: Oh, perfect love. Okay, got it?
0: We have known and believed the love that God has for us. Mm. God is love. Any who abides in love abides in God and God in him. Once you are saved, unsaved is a different thing. Once you are saved, you should never, ever Doubt the love of God for you. You are a child. Father may discipline you. But you need to know your scripture. That the father disciplines you because he loves you. He lives the world alone. But he does not leave his children alone. So when he disciplines you, even that you need to realize it is as a manifestation of his love. You should never, ever doubt the love of God for you. The cross is the ultimate proof how much god loves us for god so loved the world okay though much of the world may reject but you are we are part of the world that received it so we are recipients of the love of god and the bible says in that 1 john chapter 3 1 um, behold what manner of love what manner of love okay? what manner of love the father has actually showered upon us that mm. we may be called the children of god i mean that kind of i mean there is no comparison there's no human comparison to that behold what manner of love the father has bestowed on us that we should be called the children of god we are called god's own children and when god says you are my child he means you're my child and who are we that he should actually i mean can say he has pity on us we heard a powerful word today in the morning about the compassion of god but this is not even that this is God loving us as his own children. Yes. own children. And that should set you free. Mm. That should set you free. You know what? The God of this universe, the God who created everything by the word of his mouth, who sustains us by the power of the word, actually looks at me as his own child. He loves me as his own child. Now we go back to that verse 16. and oh, go further from there. 17, 18. For we have known and believed... The love that God has for us. And we have to believe in that love. God is love. And he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. We have to learn to live in the love of God. Abide in the love. I'm not going to theology, how you abide in it, how you experience it practically, theology, because we don't have time for that. But love has been perfected among us in this That we may have boldness in the day of judgment Hmm. because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. Mm. So the first thing is Bible says he has not given us the spirit of fear, but he has given us the spirit of power. Oh. So the Holy Spirit is the spirit of power. power. Second, the spirit. Holy Spirit is spirit the spirit of love. Of love. love yes. This love is not human. Yes, love. yes. This is the love of God in us. Shed abroad. Now if you go to five, five, um, Romans five, chapter five, five. five. No? If you will go from verse one onwards, because for five, me Romans one a five, one, and two is the sum total of a believer's life, now and forever. Mm. Mm. Two mm. verses, it tells you. Therefore, we have been justified by faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So first, we need peace. Because if we don't have peace, it will be replaced by fear.
2: Mm.
0: Yes. Okay, we need peace. I am forgiven. I am forgiven not because of my works. I am forgiven because I put trust in. I repented, I looked to the cross, and he has forgiven me. So I have peace about my past. I have peace about my past. Second, what about today? God says, you know what? You can overcome today. You, you, penalty has been taken off. We saw, penalty has been taken off. Today I am facing the power of sin. Power of sin. Through whom we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand. So grace, what does grace do? It overcomes sin. So today if I stand in grace, actually learn by faith to stand in grace, I have the power to overcome the power of sin. Mm. Okay? And the third thing, then when I look into the future and comes to hope, I rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Now if you go from three to five, continuation, not only that, we also glory in tribulations. Now, tribulation is associated with fear, pain, and all. So, okay, tribulation. But we glory in it. Mm -hmm. Because suddenly we understand God's format. Mm. Okay? Because it produces perseverance. And what is the most important thing when things get worse and worse and worse? You need perseverance. Perseverance. And perseverance produces character. Because character is something that is consistent. Yes. You cannot do something one time and say, you know what, I am a loving person. No, No, no. you are not. If you are a loving person, it has to become consistent. Okay? So God will put us through tribulation to see that it's only when things are going wrong against us, what is in us comes out. Like I said, if your wife is an angel, if your wife is a cherubim Mm -hmm. and your children are are seraphims, (laughs) then you don't know who you really are. It's not really who you are. If all the colleagues around your workplace are the nicest set of people you will ever meet on planet Earth, everybody in the church are like such godly uh, angels, you really don't know who you are because you look at them and look at their behavior and you will think, I am a nice man, when you may not be. So life doesn't work. That is what God was actually one of the lessons of the vision Peter saw was that it was full of all kind of creepy crawly things. <laughs> and the church is full of forgiven sinners who are not sanctified. Positionally sanctified on the way to sanctification. Some get sanctified fast, some get sanctified very less, some won't get sanctified till they are taken out of this world. Because when they come through the fire, everything is so burned up. That means they never believed in sanctification. But they were saved. So church will be full of those kind of people and see tribulation is not made by war machines. It is by men who order those war machines. Tribulation are not those jets and helicopters and the soldiers. It is Vladimir Putin who ordered it. And Biden who allowed it.
2: Okay, he
0: allowed it. Definitely he allowed it. He was just, he was just like egging Putin on. It will be only a slight incursion. You don't do stuff like that. All this time you had to stop it. Time you had to stop it. Okay, But you did not do it. You did not do it. Like uh, Zelensky actually says, that, uh, that we thank America, it's helping, but we wished it had helped earlier. Earlier, yes. It's true. Too late. Not after the war began, before the war <coughs> began. Okay? So it was, I mean, what I'm saying is that, so uh, tribulation is caused by people. There are no people, there is no tribulation. There are no demons, no people, no tribulation. So that tribulation produces perseverance. When things are going against you, will you be still kind? Will you be still loving? Will you be still giving? That is the test. Then when that, you know what God is saying, you know what? I am forming character in you so that you know this is who you are. See, rewards are connected with that eternal rewards are connected with character that. Mm. salvation is by the work of christ salvation is based on the character of christ
2: <laughs> okay rewards are based on your and my
0: character okay now god is just not interested in the salvation of his children he also wants to reward them but reward is based on character and character has to be in any facet of character there has to be consistency that is perseverance there has to be consistent ultimately you know This is who you are. You have become something. God is in the process of making us something. So character, perseverance, character, character, hope. And verse 5 says, where does that hope come? Hope does not disappoint us. Why? Because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by Holy Spirit who has given to us. What happens? It happens is that suddenly we go forward, we realize that, you know what? I really love God. And I really love God's people. Amen. I really love God, and I really love God's people. And you know what? That love casts away fear. Mm. That love casts away. Because fear is always connected with what the enemy can do to you, basically through people. Okay? Through people. Mm. The demonic side, mm. we'll look at it. Now come to the third one. So understand the powerful one. One is power. The second is love. And perfect love casts away all fear. fear. All fear. And the third one is of a sound mind. A sound, a sound mind means, a sound mind is not a mind which you get in a college or through education. A sound mind is a mind that understands how God's kingdom works. Okay, how God's kingdom works. Because as a man thinks, so he see. As God thinks, So you see, how does God think? So sound mind, you need to have ideas, have power to either set you free or to cripple you. Okay, so now you go to how to get this mind in order. If you go to Hebrews chapter 2, okay, (coughs) verse 14 to 18. In as much then, excuse me, as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil, and release those who, through the Serial fear of death. death, were all their lifetime subject to bondage. This is the key. This is the key. Okay, keep keep it there. Keep it there. Okay, I want to go to that. Okay, what is the key? Where where did fear come?
1: Well, man's and yes, fear and came and
0: in. Yes. Because God said, if you eat, you shall surely my... die. No sin, no death, no fear. Yeah, exactly. Okay. If you sin and death is not the consequence, no fear. Yeah. No fear. No fear. No fear. So sin is dangerous because it causes death. Mm. And death is a cessation of something. Mm. a cessation of something. Like, uh, If you were to be told, if you were to be, I mean, let's like a man on death row. And he's saying tomorrow, five in the morning are going to be executed. He won't sleep that night. He won't sleep that night. But Peter slept well. Peter slept well. Okay. So that's, that's something which we need to realize. What is it? Jesus took our form. He came and through death, he destroyed the devil. Power over death. David had power over death. That's what he did. Okay, because how did he get the power of death? Because he caused man to sin. And then he got the power of death in his hands. But when Jesus, you know what? He overcame. He not only died, but he had to rise from the death. Mm-hmm. That is why it is important part of our confession. We not only believed he died for us, mm-hmm. but he also rose. rose. If he just died for us, he paid the price for sin, but death was more powerful. He has to rise from death, so he has overcome death. Okay, that is where if you keep you keep that portion over there, I'll come back to that. If you come to Revelation chapter one and verse seventeen, if I'm right,
2: yeah, I have the king's, so yeah, um, so yeah, 18, 18. okay,
0: mm. seventeen. When I saw him, I fell at his feet at death, but he laid his hand on me. Do not be afraid. Why did he say, "Don't be afraid"? Mm. I am the first and the last. And verse uh, 18. I am he who lives and was dead. dead. Behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. Amen. I have the keys of Hades and and of death. So Jesus has the keys of Hades, that is hell, and of death. So you don't have to fear anymore. Keys not with the devil. Now if you go back to that previous person and release those who through the fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Hmm. One of the fundamental things we have to do is that we have to reorient your mind. It's not an easy thing. You have to reorient your mind through the word of God that death is the most beautiful experience I will ever have in life, in this life. The best experience I am going to have is death. Oh, death. I remember when i mean, always, always, because you have to relate it to that. Uh When I was in college, when I was in school, when I was in, I mean, I remember if I would, the final exam over, and the next day, going home. Kvanrum to Bhutan, going home. By the excitement of it, I'm just going home, okay? And I know the trains, the excitement, my friends used to come to see me off because I was the only one who was traveling by train home far away you all come and you not know, excitement of wow. going home okay it has to be that yeah, your that. love for god it's so powerful mm-hmm. and you're going home mm-hmm. there's no fear i'm going
1: home yeah.
0: wow. okay you have to reorient your mind about what death is i am going home i am going home if you don't see death as going home you will be tormented. And you look at people who are tormented at death is because they did not know Christ, and those who knew Christ also were worried because they were not assured of their salvation, though they may be saved, because they did not grow in this knowledge of God. Grow. That's why this importance of growing in the knowledge of God and you know walking in the will of God, fulfilling the will of God, and uh, there is no torment. Because torment comes from fear. And all their lifetime, their subjective bondage, the devil uses fear. Fear. And fear is a torment. Okay? Uh, it's a torment. And many things like, you know, lot of people, even in U.S., lot of people will never fly. They're scared. Mm. They're scared. They're scared. Okay? But let me tell you honestly, road, train, plane statistically, yes, but people are <laughs> petrified, petrified. They mm-hmm. like can fear, but how do you overcome fear by facing it? Mm-hmm. You have to face your fears. You have to face some fears have to be faced. I mean, some fears you don't have to worry about it, but some fears have to be, some fears have to be faced. Like you know, now you will see like why I'm not afraid of lizards. Because I had a pet lizard when I was a child, and uh, that fellow, we used to have these insects that come out before rain. So we used to catch it and keep it, and I used to feed it to that fellow, and the fellow would take it from my hand. So there was no fear of uh, fear of uh, of uh, (laughs) lizards. Okay, then I grew up as a child. Some part of my life was next next door to a huge jungle, which was in the Britney's part of the Manus Wildlife Sanctuary. So we had always elephants coming in in the night, wild elephants coming in, monkeys. Um, you go through the forest to the river, there are leopards, there are barking deer, there are um, animals that have been killed, snakes all around. Have, by mistake, I have picked snakes and thrown it out. So these, because you grew up with this, because I'm telling you about the crooks that are after us, they have thrown snakes at my doorpost without realizing, I am not bothered about them. They brought a Russell's wife, Russell's wife and left wife. it at this. I killed that fellow. They kept a cobra outside. I killed that fellow. And with a small stick, I killed them, okay? Because the thing is that, but if you are not used to it, mm-hmm. you would be afraid. Mm-hmm. But the fact is that you don't have to go look for snakes. You read up and say that, you know what, they're not so dangerous. There are only a few poisonous snakes. Mm-hmm. Most of the snakes, you see, they're harmless. They're more scared of you than us. Mm-hmm. And the simple thing you see snakes is walk loudly. Yeah, like the so they don't have ears. They will hear the vibration and they will go away from you. You don't have to kill them and all that unless they come after you. Okay, So you have to face your fears. People are afraid of elevators or lifts. How do you overcome it? Get in. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> Get in.
2: Okay.
0: Get in. Okay. That's what you do. Fear of swimming. Yeah. Okay. What do you do? Throw a person into the water. Hydrophobia. Okay. He will learn to swim. Fear of preaching in a new language. What do you do? Throw him in. Okay. Remember, fast familiar during COVID. Now he's fluent in Telugu. Your boy was better. Suddenly, I didn't tell him, I just announced next next week you were having Telugu service. And there he started. He choked, translating for me in a wedding. He choked and gave it up and I finished in English a lot. Now he's absolutely cool in preaching in Telugu. He's so good. You know what? You will not overcome unless you face your fears with truth. Mm. This is the truth. Okay, truth. And the truth is, what does God say about fear? What does God say about the end of all fears is death. So Je- mm-hmm. Jesus, you need to realize, mm-hmm. Jesus is not starting with sin. Sorry. He's bah. starting with death. <laughs> sin, sin, he finishes in eternal in heaven. Mm. He goes, this, after this meeting because the disciples, dead. he goes, uh, no, after he sees Mary Magdalene, he says, touch me not, I have not ascended to my father, mm. and to your father, he goes to heaven. He, that is, is, okay. But before that, he, he rose from the dead. Mm. So first he deals with death. Our our biggest fear. Then he deals with the cause of the death. Yes, that is sin. Then he comes and says, please, you don't have to fear anymore. You oh. don't have to fear. But you will face all these things in life because that is your natural default setting. I will give you power. And I will give you this impregnable fortress of what is called the power of love. Solomon would say, love is as strong as death. But let me tell you, in the New Covenant, love is stronger than death. Love is stronger than that. The third is that we need to have a sound mind. Okay? And the first thing we need to realize is see through this. He has He has released us from the fear of death. I don't have to be afraid of death. I mean if you were to tell uh, if you were to tell Samir, hey Samir, here you got a ticket uh to go to Tevandrum going home. And oh I am so afraid. You'll not say, wow. Really? Free ticket to and fro for you and family? Yes. Hey, yeah, I'm going to, You'll call ready. Let's go home. Apply for a leave and go home. Because you're happy to go home, right? And I want you to look at NIV. If I'm right, it's in NIV. Second Timothy.
1: Departure, yeah. Mm. Chapter 4. Where exactly? Chapter is 4, that? verse 7, 8, I think. The time of my departure is a hand. Yeah, that time. 100%. Second Timothy 4.
0: Yeah, Second Timothy
1: itself. Mm.
0: Yeah, yeah, 6. 2 Timothy 4, 6. Okay? Now he's talking about his time to to die. NIV Getting book. ready. NIV. And I want to look at also Second Peter. Okay? Okay? For I'm already being poured out like a drink offering, and the time has come for my... Departure. (laughs) Now, what is the term that he uses? Do you you sit in the airport and worry, oh, my departure time is getting closer and (laughs) (laughs) closer? No, you don't. You don't. You can only excited if you're going home. But if you're going from home somewhere else, that's a different thing. You're missing. But here he's talking about death as going home. Okay. Look at another apostle. Okay. Okay. That is, I want you to, that also let it be a naive. 2nd Peter, chapter 1. Hmm? Hmm? Verse 13. Verse 13 yes. mm. Okay. Uh, 13 and 14. I think it is right to refresh your memory as long as I live in, in the tent of this body. Mm. Okay. Verse 14. Verse 14. For what has Christ told me? Yeah. Because I know I will soon put it aside as our Lord Jesus Christ has made it clear to me. Just think about changing your dress. Okay. Basically, it's so simple. You're talking about tent, I said. He says, you know what? Jesus has told me it's time to change your dress. We get out of this tent. Okay? And that is how they saw death. That is a sound mind. People are afraid of death. It's because they haven't dealt with these three things. One, you need power. Anything, if you are to overcome any fear of anything, you need power. Because that's a supernatural power of the Holy Spirit. And He gives it without measure. Meaning, as your fear, question um, goes up in the world, like you are, if you're like you are a believer, hiding in a bunker with bombs all around in this thing. You have to ask for more power. Ask and you shall receive. Lord, it's all over. I will not be afraid. I will not be afraid. I'm believing and receiving more power. Mm. More power. Two, I know you love me if it is your will my time hasn't come yet nothing can kill me i will come through this and even if the russians captured me i will have a purpose and if i am a russian captured by the ukrainians i will have a purpose i will not be killed and i will fulfill my race i will fulfill i have that because i know you i know you are love and that's that's uh, uh second corinthians chapter 1 that's the power of this man called paul hmm. And verse 12, one 2nd 12, Corinthians, sorry, 2nd Timothy, I'm so sorry, 2nd Timothy, chapter 1 and verse 12. Not, uh, yeah. This is why I am suffering as I am, and I'm not ashamed, because
1: I know, know whom I have believed.
0: I have believed. Mm. And I'm convinced that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him for that.
2: Absolutely.
0: Okay? So you have these three things, this mind has to be reoriented according to the knowledge of God. That's what the Bible talks about. We have to grow in the knowledge of God. Who is your father? What kind of a person is this God? And you see the entire revelation of who God is. And you realize fever fear goes out of the way. Then there is something which is demonic, where the spirit of fear uh, has come upon you. And uh, it's because many people, many, many children, many children have gone through trauma. Mm. They have gone through abuse. So it is there in them. For them, I would say you need deliverance. Mm. You need deliverance. And if you are saved and you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, if you don't have anybody, you can deliver yourself. Because you shall cast out demons is the first thing Jesus. You have to believe and you have to say in the name of Jesus, I command the spirit of fear to leave. And never come back. And then walk in it. Walk in power. And ask God for an antidote. Give me power. Give me love. And Lord, I want to increase in the knowledge of God. And I tell you, it will go. It will go. Because we are all fearful people. Yes. Anybody in ministry genuinely called by God, you will know he was a fearful man. <laughs> because God has never called any bold man for ministry. If he has called, he will fail like, uh, like Samson. Okay. Everyone here has called as fearful people and they overcame their fear because they understood the power of God will. and where the power of God will, even when the power of God fails, let me tell you love will not fail love will not fail, that's why the Bible says very clearly First Corinthians eight thirteen eight: love never fails, it, fails, it will never 8. fail yes, yes. it will never fail, love never it's fails that's the thing. it never fails, it cannot fail, it's the love of God it cannot fail Okay, um, that's why we say um, it was not the nails that kept him on the cross. It was love no, because he had power to come off. They said, "If you are the Son of God, come down," and he had the power to come down. Okay, if he had been one of like the pagan pagan gods, you would have seen a different things: nails flying off and things coming and everybody being slaughtered and all. It's not the nails that kept him. Nails did not have the power to hang him on the cross. He did not. He had more power, but it was his love for people because he knew that if he comes down comes down then we would be lost so it was his love for his father's will and the love for us that kept him on the cross so love never fails Okay, and that kind of love We need to have for God and say, Lord, you know what? If you did not spare your only son for us, the Bible says how much more. More. I look at that and says, this love cannot be beaten. Yes. Impossible. Mm. You know what? Your love will not fail. Basically, you, but primary thing is that the, 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 the fear of pain and the fear of death are not the same. Let me tell you, we all have a certain level, a t- tolerance level of pain. After that, we blank out. So you don't have to worry about it. You'll blank out. Automatically, you'll blank out. Because that's the threshold is that Some people, the ones who are in Secret Service and CIA and all, they are trained. The threshold level of pain is very, very high. Very, very high. But most people don't have it. So that's why some people, when they see blood, they they collapse the levels are like that okay <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> Levels are, because blood is connected with pain and death, you No, know? so you see blood, you have to see first time maybe as first practical when they go over there, it is collapsing, left, right, center, everybody collapses. Oh. And you look at them and says, will this ever be a doctor? And they all become doctors. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they all yeah, beca- yeah. And after so so they become surgeons. Comes like and like, they yeah. become surgeons. This fellow who fell down the first five times is now cutting easily. give me this, give me this, <laughs> taking it. How did they do it? They overcome fear. But you go back and ask their real stories, you will say they all fell. Okay, so you, you will overcome. You can overcome and you should have that, no? In Christ Jesus, that's what Paul is able to say. I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. But ultimately, above all, you need to realize, one, I am going to the person who loves me most. Two, I am going home. Mm-hmm. There is a place called home and I am going home. My departure is near. I need to put away this tent. I am going home. Okay, and then for older people, I'm not talking about old people, older people, death and fear is connected with worry. Mm. Worry. Okay, like if you are a parent with, let's say, Pastor Vijay with Justin and the two children. Okay, let us say he's in the ICU. His mind won't be about heaven. Mm. Secure, he'll say, what happens to Justin and the children? Okay, Again, the sound mind comes in. I remember what God told me very, very clearly. He says, do you think you love your children more than I love your children? Bah, what
1: a a question. That
0: was a question I had never heard in my life before. (laughs) 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 Hallelujah. Do you think you love your children more than I love your children? Mm. And I thought I said, Lord, theologically (laughs) speaking, no. (laughs) He said, good. Don't worry about it. If you have to die, you don't have to worry about that.
2: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I'll
0: take care of them. Pastor, God is Jewish. Pastor he yeah. answers a question with a question. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> even if you, even if you have failed, you need to have that assurance. God will take. You. I mean, I won't tell you. Go to Second Kings chapter four, verse one. Bah, this is One, two, Arab. three, four, it's I love <laughs> Look at, this is God. A certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha saying, your servant, my husband is dead. You know your servant feared the Lord. So he was a good man. He's a man who feared God. And the credit, but he was foolish with finances. He did not know financial management, how to handle wealth. How He did not think about tomorrow. And what happened is, though Elisha is dead, he's dead. You have to look at the picture. You have to look at the whole picture, the tragedy of it. One of the most anointed men in your, life. in your life is there. This man who will raise the dead back to life. This man whose anointing on his dead bones, later his dead can bring a dead body back to life. In his presence, this man died oh. and did come back to life. And it's a man who feared God. And now they have offered... Oh, so if,
1: if I were to ask you, why why do you think
0: this is the other question? What does because sometimes people do not go and ask for a resurrection. And go and ask for a resurrection. It's basically because of lack either of faith, lack of faith. Lack of faith. You will believe God up to this, but you won't believe for this, you will believe for this, you won't believe for this. Isn't that what happened to children of Israel? Every time God did something, they can turn around and ask, can God do this? And finally God was tired. Hmm. Tired. He was tired. So Elisha is there. Elisha hmm. is there. And nobody came. Nobody came. And Jesus tells about that. Were there are so many lepers in Israel? Is it because the God of Israel came? But a Syrian got healed. Syrian got healed. Yes. So why didn't uh, Hebrews to whom the scripture was given not get healed? Because they didn't believe. God could heal. Okay. So here he said, so it's a very strange situation. Yes. You have the most anointed, anointed man, man of that age there. A man who feared God, who is a prophet, is dead, terrible in finances. Yes. And the wife is panicking. Because the creditors are coming to take her two sons. Look at God, how he intervenes. Yeah, go further down. Go for, next one. I want to see the end of it, the end of the story. Elisha said to her, what shall I do for you? Tell me what do you have in, in the house. And she said, your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of wine. That's <laughs> Our main problem is that we don't realize God doesn't need anything except something. One thing. Mm. One thing. Mm. That's all he needs. I have nothing. That's how we begin. I have nothing (laughs) but a jar of oil. Then he said, go borrow vessels from everywhere, from all your neighbor. Empty vessels. Do not gather just a few. So when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons pour it into all those vessels. Set aside the full ones. She went from him, shut the door behind her and her sons who brought the vessels to her. She poured it out. Now it came to pass when the vessels were full, she said to her son, bring me another vessel. He said, there is not another vessel. So the oil ceased.
1: The vessel ceased, but the oil did not actually okay. in And <laughs> she came
0: and told the man of oh. God, and he said, go sell the oil, pay your debt, and you and your sons live on the rest. Now let me tell you, ask this: is. did that man fearing God work out for the children's family? Yes, yes, he did. Yes. They actually lived better after his dead than before. than before. because? because in debt. <laughs> but now they are living better, because he was a good prophet, he prophesied, but <laughs> he was terrible in finances. <laughs> okay, Now they are out of debt. They're out of debt and they're living well. Okay. Now you need to realize these are fundamental. What does it tell you? It tells you something. You know what? If I fear God and I walk with God and if I die, I can trust my God to take care of my family. But these are all things connected with fear. These are all connected with Fear. So it's all connected because we worry. If we don't worry about ourselves, we'll worry about somebody else. And it's all connected with fear, anxiety, worry. Okay? And the Bible says in the last days, the hearts of men shall fear when these things happen because uh, of fear. We don't have to fear. But spirit, fear is a spirit. It's a demonic spirit. And you have to learn to open your mouth. Don't think. If you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, the word that can save you is very close to you. If you believe in your heart all that you heard today and confess with your mouth, you shall be saved, Mm. which means you shall be delivered out of this situation. So whoever it is and who all are there, you have to Open your mouth and say, I reject the spirit of fear. Mm -hmm. I refuse to allow it to take root in my mind or in my soul or even in my body. I will not give you space. I command you to leave in Jesus name Mm -hmm. and I will not leave myself empty and I pray Lord, replace it. Mm -hmm. Fill that vacuum with your spirit of power, love and Lord. Increase me hmm. in the knowledge of God, so that when I hear the Word, when I study the Word, I'm actually truly n- increasing find in the knowledge of my Father. Yes. This is my Father. Okay. I also want you to look. Though though the Bible uses the term God, 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 and He is God, you also has to put slash Father, because hmm. when Jesus was asked, teach to pray. The first thing He said, Almighty God, this is Your Father. Oh, wow. All-powerful God is your Father. It's that Father that brings the attachment. It is God that brings power.
2: Mm.
0: This, he has mm. given us the spirit of power. That is God. Love is the love of a Father. The Father loves you. Mm. He is your Father. Behold what
2: manner of love.
0: Mm. It's a Father. Our Father has showered upon us. Okay. And if you have gone in an abusive family where your father was abusive, don't worry. God is not abusive father. It's the most loving, kind father you will ever, ever know. And I will always tell people who go through this, um, go to the end of the story, Revelation 21. Revelation 21. One of the most powerful things that can, that can um, comfort you. Revelation 21. And verse 3 and 4, okay? This is when the new creation begins. I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. He will dwell with them. They shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. Look at verse 4. It's a powerful one. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. And there shall be no more death, nor sorrow, no crying. Literally in your mind you have to imagine God as a father taking his spotless white handkerchief and wiping your tears away and holding your clothes and safe. It's over, child. Never have to fear again. There's no fear, no tears, no sorrow, no pain, nothing. It's joy forevermore. That's why the departure is exciting. painless. Oh, right. Exciting. Mm. Because the picture is given to us what eternity, very soon, Eternity will begin, what it is going to be like. That's how you overcome
1: fear. Pastor, uh, mm-hmm. is fear and depression connected together? Fear, when it becomes
0: more, it becomes So, depression. because
1: question number 11 is actually yeah. uh, on, the, on, the, on those lines. It says, yeah. question number 11, can you just put it up, please? Yeah. I do not understand why I am so depressed. It is a constant struggle. Is it because I am discontent? Please help me as much as you can.
0: One of the reasons can be also because you are discontent, because discontentment is a very, see, our expectations should be realistic. Our expectations should be very, very, see, our discouragement and our depression are also connected with our expectations. The simple question is, our expectations from the Word of God, okay, or our expectations from the world, our expectations are from the world okay then be sure you will be discontent okay because we need to understand uh, uh, the fundamental of uh, of uh, life has god ordained it god ordained life to be some total of relationships and not things yes that's true not things he meant life to be relationships life right? with god and with man okay love god with all your heart all your mind And love it. When relationships breaks down, relationships breaks down, discontentment, and you know what? Uh, People try to substitute it with things. Mm. Substitute it with things. And much of the things which people do with things, it's based because the vacuum, the relationship is empty. There's no relationship over there. Parents buy lots of things for their children because of guilt not because of necessity because of guilt because they don't give the child what the child actually requires either they don't have it they are not interested or there is a relationship breakdown in the home so what do they do they try to uh, sub not supplant substitute it with things it does not really work if you look at the child is not satisfied with things I, I know a real story about a pastor who had a small little daughter and when uh, she's uh, bedtime, like we all did with our children when they were small, you have to read a story for them, so because he used to be very busy, he bought a tape recorder and read the story for her and uh, gave it to her, and the child found it very exciting, because first thing they look at a gadget, simple thing, press this button, and she said, wow, okay, she heard the first night, she was happy, second night, she was happy, third night, she came he came and said, Daddy, I want you to read the story. He said, what happened to the tape recorder? She said, I can't sit on its lap.
1: Wow. Then
0: he realized, it's wow. not the story the child wants. All of us who are parents, when we have children we are small, they don't want variety. They want the same story over and over and over again. They may have ten toys, one toy they will cling to when they go to sleep. Right? So what does that child tell you? The child is telling you, I'm not interested in so many stories. I'm interested in you. I want you. I want you there with me. That's how God created us. What is the good? The devil substituted? He substituted with things. That's why the Bible says, you look at 1 John and chapter 2 and verse 15, if I'm right. Why does God says, do not love the world or the things in the world? If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Read that verse very carefully again. No, no, we don't need that. Just read that very carefully. (laughs) Sometimes we misread it. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, then the Father does not love him. That's not what is written. Mm. You will not experience the The love of the Father because it has been replaced by hollow things. And it never satisfies you. You are buying more and you are buying more and buying more and buying more. and But you are empty inside. You know why? Because God said, you substitute... Love with things It will never satisfy you. It will never satisfy you. It does not say if you have so, too many things, God does not love you. That's not what it's saying. It says you will not experience the love of God because you are trying to substitute something with things and it says it will not work. You were created for relationship. It was God who created Adam and God had fellowship with Adam. The next thing he says it's, it's not good, good for, it. for Adam to be Alone. Mm. Fellowship. Okay, That's the first rule of marriage. I always have to tell. Last week also we had a premarital counseling. First rule is that of marriage is it is fellowship. It is not good for Adam to be alone. It's not children.
2: It's fellowship.
0: And what does God do? He brings all the animals to Adam. And Adam looks at each of them, their nature, talks to them, and he names them. Because I believed the animals could talk Mm. at that time. So he names each one of them. And the Bible says, but there was not one found suitable. So he could talk to the lion. But he realized, okay, I can have a conversation with you. But you are not my type. Mm, mm, I cannot have fellowship with you. I can talk to you, but I cannot have fellowship with you. And he talks to all of them. So to have fellowship with Adam, God had to create Eve out of Adam. Okay, so you need to realize that's how it works. So discontentment is basically in relationship. Mm. And we should never spoil our children with things. Yeah. With things. We should always see that when they are small, I say the first five years of their life, first five to six years of their life, first five, let us say up to ten, So then they start growing up. You should spend as much time possible with your children.
1: So that you cement that relationship. In other words. It's
0: not. It's not just cementing that relationship. You see, one of the reasons the prodigal son comes back is it that he know. has knowledge of his father. Yes, that's true. He says, in my father's house. I know my father is very kind, very loving, he's very compassionate. He remembers. Things have run out. Now there is no satisfaction in sins in the pleasures of the flesh, of the world, everything has run out. Everything has run out. And many people run out and they die like that because they have nowhere to go back to. Nowhere to go back to. Because you know what? They never had a home. They never had a home. They had a house. They did not have a home. They did not have a father who loved them. They did not have a mother who loved them, who spent time with them, who talked to them, who who, who did things with them. They never had So they never have anywhere to go. So what do they? They become drug addicts. They lie on the street sides and they just die. Or they look for love in all the wrong places. All these girls who run away and then run away from one man to another. You know why? And you know God has such much sympathy for them. Why did God the Father send the Son out in the whole day in the burning heat for a Samaritan woman? Because he knew this woman is just looking for love. And she's finding it nobody. Now she's lost interest in the institution of marriage. Still hoping this man with whom I am living will love me. Will love me. okay? She's not in there for sex. She's in there for love. Let me tell you, when God judges, he will not look at the act first. He will look at the heart first. He looked at Cain and looked at his offering. He looked at Abel and looked at his offering. And he accepted Abel and his offering. We will judge by the act. God looks at the heart and says, your act was wrong. But I see, I see you're desperate. You're desperate for somebody to accept you and somebody. That's why we say, married five, living with the sixth and the seventh one comes and waits for her. That is the son of God. And he says, you know what? The water that I give you, I know you. You You're coming here, right? You're still thirsty, right? Married five times, right? Thirsty, right? Living with the sixth one, still thirsty, right? You thought this man, how come you're coming alone to get the water? Where is he? How come nobody is coming with you? I give you, you will thirst no, no more. more. You will thirst no more, no? So one of the ways, and honestly, if you are not content, the thing is that meditate upon the love of God. It is based on relationships. Based on relationship. And that has to be restored even if it is horizontally not restored, because as far as possible, pursue peace with all men as well. But with God, you can have peace. With God, you can be absolutely. That's what Paul is saying. I know in whom I have believed. You can do anything to me. Beat me up, put me in chains, thrown into prison. You know what I'm telling you? The Lord is near The Lord is near He's right here with me. He has never left me. He will not leave me. And that brings contentment. And you won't be depressed because if you go into the world and try to satisfy something which only God can satisfy, you will be discontented. You will be depressed. <laughs> and the rich people who commit suicide—you see how many rich people are dying, how many people are dying. Okay, Shane Warne. I mean, it's a shock for us. Most suicide. people wouldn't know, but like all India, yesterday mm. in India's news, Ukraine war, everything went out. Elections, top was Shane Warne died because we all look at my gosh, I looked at him with. Man, is only 52. He's younger than me. And he was an icon for cricket lovers. Yes, he was yes, an icon because we always used to. Uh, Shane Wan, Sachin. Yeah, <laughs> he's exactly. the battle of the spin and the master. No? And we liked Shane Wan. Yeah. He was flamboyant and crazy and all that. But uh, he died young. He died young. And he died in Thailand. He had a villa in Thailand And uh, it's a man who was empty His marriage broke up If I'm yeah, right, yeah, he was yeah. divorced If I'm right, he was on drugs too yeah. And he had COVID And we don't know what happened How did he die? Empty man Did he know God? He died so young So empty probably We don't know about his actual this thing What I'm saying is that You know what? These things won't satisfy you And Christ comes That's why when we when we go to people We go to them With the love of God the compassion of God, the love of God, the kindness of God. And then when they are saved, we will tell them, no, you, you, the simplest way to stop sinning is loving God. If you love me, you will keep me. Jesus commandments. said, if you love me, you, you will not. Them. You will keep my commandments. Yes. Then there is something called depression. That's also a spirit. Isaiah. Uh, 61. 61. Yeah. Uh, spirit, uh, of,
1: spirit of heaven.
0: Yeah, no? Mm. For that, there's a practical solution. One, you have to command it to leave. Old, new covenant, you can command Command the spirit of heaviness to leave. Yeah. Practical, okay? Not 51. 61.3. 61.3, 50. but not. 61.3. 61, I sixty-one-three. 61.3. This is a practical thing which you should do. Provide for those who grieve in Zion, okay? This is for Christians. These are people in Zion, God's people, who are harassed and persecuted, and all kind of things, accused and can slandered. Nkjv, put it in. NKGV. To Bistoya, yeah. can I have Nkjv? Nkjv. Okay. Oh, the spirit of despair is also okay. okay, okay. Yeah, it's fine. Okay, fine. that's fine. Spirit of despair is in you know. Not song?
1: Of Solomon. Okay, the same
0: thing. Okay, not Song of Solomon. <laughs> that man ended up in despair. Okay. Sixty-one three, better. Sixty-one three. Same thing. Sixty-one three. Okay. Sixty-one. Three. Sixty-one three.
2: Okay.
0: Yeah, it's okay yeah to console those who mourn in Zion to give them beauty for ash it 's a very part this is about the, what Christ does, Okay, the oil of joy for mourning, so if you are mourning, he will anoint you he will anoint you that doesn 't mean the loss has been replaced, mm. but he can give you a super and that is, that is David Maybe. when his son dies, he anoints himself, goes to worship, and comes and he eats, and they 're shocked and seeing what wow. has happened it 's a supernatural anointing that is coming upon him. An oil of uh, joy for mourning. The guy—I still remember the exact moment when my father was dying. I was beside him in the medical college hospital, and I was running down the corridor because the shift where the nurses were changing. And I was running down the corridor. I knew he was gone. I knew when I came back he would be gone. But I still remember supernaturally the joy hitting me, knowing that he was saved oh, because he got saved the day before. I knew he had made it; that I would see him again. Otherwise, it would have been despair. I wouldn't see my father again. But I knew he was saved. It still rumbled very clearly. I was lit. I mean, it was like foolish for me to kind of laugh and run to say that my father is dying. There two different reactions. One, come fast, my father is dying. Second, he's made it. Okay, so this. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees, not plants, not shrubs, trees Trees of of righteousness. righteousness, Okay, So he will give you you all that beauty for your ashes, oil of joy for your mourning, the garment of praise. But you have to put it on. Mm -hmm. You have to rebuke this. You have to learn to sing. And I keep telling people all the time when people, I said, why don't you sing? Why don't you put your headphones on if you're not a singer? Why don't you put your headphones and sing along? And you will realize it just goes away. And that's exactly what Paul and Silas is doing in the prison in Philippi. Mm. Because if you are in missions, if you know if you are in missions, you're the most lonely person, you're in a foreign place. You know what it is like. You don't know anybody. or you know, but they're all people of a different language, different nationality, and you're a stranger among them. And you are under constraints of the mission constraints of a mission, and you're always like, will they receive it or not? Here they get beaten up, naked, stripped, thrown into prison. What do you think? He's a superman? He's not a superman. He talks. he despaired of death itself. Life itself he will talk about in 2 Corinthians. Okay, So, these are all people who go through this phase. Don't ever think Paul was a superman. He was not a superman. He was a man of like passions like that. Mm -hmm. So, he will also go into. But what do you do? He has a mind which tells him this is how you need to react in this. What do you think? He tells Silas, you know what? We will not despair. We don't know. We will not despair. You know what you're going to do? We're going to sing. Mm -hmm. We're going to sing. Mm -hmm. we are going to sing and you know what they start singing and the Bible says the prisoners were listening Mm -hmm. chains come off power comes in the whole place is shaken doors are opened and these are specific things which we have to do this is what I tell no faith has many things faith comes first the word of God so in the word of God comes the preaching or the hearing word of God hearing hearing after that there is a believing Mm -hmm. and believing Before believing, along with believing comes receiving. Okay, You have to believe that you have received it. If you have believed, you have received it. See, between the believing and receiving, there is a gap because to believe that you have received it, there is an action.
2: Mm,
0: The action completes it. it. That is how you know you have received it. Though you haven't received it in the physical, you believe you have received it because there is an action connected with faith. That is the proof that you have believed, you have received. Mm. And that is what you have to do. That action is missing. You have theology but you don't experience it. That action. What is the action mentioned here? When the spirit of depression, heaviness comes, garment things of put on. Meaning You have to cover yourself. It is not a handkerchief of praise. <laughs> it is an entire <laughs> garment of praise. <laughs> Meaning I going to cover God with praise. I want to praise Him through and through. You know? The higher the depression, the greater the praise. praise. I am going to put it, and if it's on my own house and no neighbors around, I'm going to put it in full blast. I'm going to sing along with Go to the rooftop and sing along. I'm going to shout... Until it goes. And it will go. Because the devil cannot handle praise. He cannot handle praise. Because this is a spiritual weapon. That's what the Bible says. The weapons of a warfare are not carnal. They are mighty, mighty in God. Second Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 5. They are mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. strongholds. They are mighty. What is a stronghold? Depression is a stronghold. Yep, yep. You cast it out. Casting down arguments. Because we will say, I don't feel like singing. Cast down that argument and say, I will sing. Who told you? Who told you this is not the time to sing? Who told you? No? Devil is saying, Paul and say, You going to sing now? This is the time to sing. Look at you. Sing. Look at you, God. What did you do? You did deliverance and you got beaten up. You did bless somebody and you got beaten up. look at your state. Did anybody protect you? Did anybody come out for you? You want to sing? Cast down the argument. Second argument, rational argument. This is midnight hour. Everybody is sleeping. Don't disturb,
2: Don't
0: disturb them. Mm. <laughs> rational. Very rational argument. My first is emotional. Second is rational. Everybody is sleeping. He said, I'll wake them up. I'll wake them up. Okay. He look at this. Even if I sing and disturb, what are they going to do? They are all chained. They are not going to come and beat me up again. I am going to sing. Put away. Cast down arguments. Every high thing that exalts itself against what? The, knowledge, the of God. knowledge of God. That is why God says you have to increase in the knowledge of God. Because if you don't have, if you do not have the knowledge of God, you have only an argument which you believe it is true when it is false. Mm. You don't know how to fight because the argument the devil has put in your mind is your truth. And you are living by your truth because depression is normal. God says it is not normal, it is abnormal. Wow. It's abnormal. It's not normal, but you you have accepted as the normal because you do not have the knowledge. Of course, like I said, there is the kingdom of, there is the person of God, there is the principle of the kingdom, and there are patterns, patterns. And you have to look at a pattern. You, When a time comes like this, you don't excuse your mind. Oh, John the Baptist also was depressed. No, don't go to John the Baptist. Don't go to anybody in the Old, Old Testament.
1: Testament. Yes, yes, don't yes. Don't go to
0: anybody in the Old Testament because they were not born of the Spirit or filled with the Spirit. Go to the New Testament and say, no, the apostles rejoiced when they were beaten. Paul and Silas were singing when they were beaten. And the Bible says, when you are persecuted for righteousness, rejoice, sake, rejoice and, and be exceedingly glad. Exceed you have to put on. The, because Isaiah 61.3 is talking about the new covenant, not about the old covenant. There's a split in the book of Isaiah. Till 39, it is the Old Testament. 40 onwards, the narrative changes. And you have 66 books in the book of Isaiah as the entire Bible. The book of Isaiah is the entire Bible. 39 the Old Testament and the next 27 is the New Testament. And if you look at 40, the Gospel Comfort. begins. Comfort. Mm-hmm. Okay, the Gospel begins in 40 onwards. So in 63, it's talking about what? Tito told us. These things were written not for them. Yep. If they did it, it worked. Like people like David and all, they worshiped God yeah. and it worked for them. No, but we can, by faith, and it will work, because depression. Watch out when these things happen. Yes, even if you are listening in a bunker somewhere or in a cave somewhere, and you look, Lord, what is going to happen? Because every country, like today, we looked at the news in news in uh, Sri Lanka, our closest neighbor. Look at what's happening. is The the, the, it's not just they don't have money the saddest part is that you know what has happened in Sri Lanka Sri Lanka on the brink of economic collapse Mm. as war in Ukraine deals low blow to them because they have thousands of uh, tourists from Ukraine and Russia and then this thing came and the, the tourists cannot even pay their bills because all the bank accounts have been frozen Sri Lankans as such are struggling to feed themselves, but they have taken the challenge and they said, stay free, we will feed you. Okay. So think this depression will come. Okay, Depression will come. Because you have pestilence that created depression and fear. A lot of people died. Not because of COVID, but related depression and suicide and all. And then after that, war has come. After this will come, famine will come
2: famine will come. It will come.
0: It will hit lots of people. It will hit millions and millions of people. Take the grain supply of Ukraine and Russia out of the system. 16 plus 28. Look at, let's say 15 plus 30. 45 million tons are taken out of the world market. What are you going to do? Because you are sanctioning Russia. You won't buy Russian wheat. And Ukraine cannot sell it anyway. What are you going to do? And price is not going down. It's inflation is going to hit the roof because, uh, Russia is, uh, see, Russia is willing to sell its oil to anybody. As free as you want. But there are no tankers. Tankers won't take it because there is no insurance. Nobody is willing to insure us. This is how sanctions work. And never has ever the public and the private enterprises come together to sanction a nation. Private companies don't get involved in the sanctions. They'll say no. They have different, different flags. You will see one tanker is owned by something, somebody, but a flag is somebody else, Panamas, or oh, this okay. thing, and they will do it. But this time, everybody has come. Even Swiss government, who allowed Hitler to get away with his money, in the Swiss bank, they have joined. So what do you think is happening in these last days? It's a different thing. And you know what? Depression will come. Depression will come. And don't get carried away by propaganda. All that you're hearing in the news is propaganda. Don't get carried away by the West or the Russians. It is propaganda. It is the globalist versus the fascists. And you need to ask which is bad. Both are bad. Both are bad. Are bad. <laughs> Both are bad. Terrible. Equally bad. Oh, fascism is more ruthless. The other fellow is so equally ruthless. Only thing he does it subtly. One fellow hits you with a leather glove, the other fellow hits you with a velvet glove. But the fist inside is the same. What did Justin Trudeau do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Justin mm-hmm. peaceful truckers. Mm-hmm. He crushed them, froze their bank accounts. Okay. So what Justin do to the truck route is what they're doing with Russia, freezing their back accounts, right? So you can't say you are a liberalised free country. What did January sixth the poor people? There was nobody with guns over there. They were allowed in. The simple people all walked around, took pictures and all. How many of them are rotting there in the prison? And they have no and they are they are the news coming in, they are tormented, they are tormented and tortured, they are not fed properly. In the US of A in D, D C. And a couple of them committed suicide. Okay. You need to realize. So what about their civil rights? Because the process of the law is that you are never considered guilty until proven. And they haven't even, most of them haven't even had a court dates. That is globalism. And this is fascism. Both of them are working in tandem to control the world. And the people are just puppets in the middle of it. Puppets of the middle of it. During the pestilence who made the money, the global companies made money, the pharmaceutical company, insurance company, all of them made money. The the ones in the military industry is like licking their lips because they know now they can sell more arms. Everybody will start buying arms. Germany has increased to 200 billion. Who will sell it? America will sell it. And who will make it? The politicians will make it. So people are just puppets in it. Okay, so don't get carried away. So don't get depressed when these things happen. And the Bible says very clearly, when these things happen, lift up your heads. How do depressed people walk? With their heads Hello. down. God says, No, this is not a time to be depressed. This is a time to be excited. Sing long. Sing louder. Sing louder. Sing more now. Your song level should go up. Now when these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads because you have to do these things. You have to sing more. Sing more. As inflation rises, all these things happen. The music in your life should increase and not decrease. You should sing more. Otherwise you will get depressed. You will get depressed. You know what? What I say? all these things say? I'm going home. I'm going home. That's how it used to be. Every time each exam was happening, <laughs> happening, I was it's not amazing. tense about the exam. I was more excited the day to go home was getting closer and closer. Dead. Two things were there, one was home, the other was trains. Okay? These two things combination was a deadly combination for me. I love trains. I, just,
2: <laughs> the I
0: mean, three days in the train, it didn't bother me at all. Okay, so I'm talking about you need so the, the uh, explosive, explosive, explosive power, explosive power, power of, power. of competing. Of, I mean, oh, competing yeah. Okay, it's not even competing; it's much more than. There's yeah. no comp- heaven, competition. Earth cannot compete yeah. with heaven. Heaven. Yep. Yeah. Okay.
1: Pastor, yes. Uh, there is one question on relationships because we've been talking about relationships. which is okay. question number thirteen, and then you can go to the practical other questions which I mean. Thirteen. Yes. Would you say in this day and age it would be time for some foot washing in our marriage?
0: Okay, I mean it's not time in this age. Every no. age there is foot washing in the marriage. Foot washing means you don't have to wash your wife's foot. I mean you should massage. Uh, honestly, you should massage if she's hurting. I mean, when she asks, I do. Mm-mm. She does for me too on a Sunday evening. She does it for me. you we practically don't we don't know. wash feet. We massage each other's feet. Okay, uh, so. For foot washing. Foot washing means basically means to serve one another. That's basically and you have to serve. How can you not serve? Christ serves his bride. Can the bride not serve Christ? She has to strive. We have to. Not in this day and age, of course. Of course. It, let it be very practical. Okay, practical. Don't do impractical things which are you that's what the Bible says in first uh, Peter chapter three and verse seven. Okay, that is one word that is very, very, very important over there. According seven. to knowledge. Okay. As Likewise, was. husband, dwell with them with understanding. Mm. Okay, with understanding. Giving, okay. You have to deal, dwell with your wife and understanding. You need to know what is that she actually needs or wants. Some in you know, a while well indulge in the want. But what is that she actually <laughs> needs? Because why? The husband is the savior of his wife. Okay. What is that she actually needs? actually needs, what she needs. And with that understanding, deal with it. Okay? It's not so much words, okay? Some women want only words. But more than words, practically, because if you only give your wife words and don't do any practically, remember, she's growing older and she's growing weaker because she's shouldering the whole burden of the house. And children can drive you up the wall. They are small children. They can tax you. You have to buy your... uh, Wife, one of those watches, you know, which number measures of the, time, number of steps. the the steps mm-hmm. and leave her alone with two children or one one child, small child, and come back and check how many kilometers she has run around the house, and realize this is and this is not even exercise. This is labor. <laughs> <laughs> this is labor. <laughs> okay. Now, this is exactly what the Bible says in Timothy. Okay, People uh, misunderstand the word First Timothy, chapter 2, and verse 16, if I am right, 16, 17. Yeah, she'll be t- saved through 15, time. 15, 15, okay. Same, same. she'll be saved. Okay, yeah. to 15. Nevertheless, she'll be saved in childbearing if they continue in faith, love, holiness, with self-control. Self- for the woman, God says, her salvation is intimately connected with raising of her children. Yeah, so they say. will give her hell on earth. <laughs> and through that she will learn perseverance, character, patience, everything. And God says, when you go to work, I will give you hell on earth there. Curses is the ground, thorns and thistles, will, you will learn patience and perseverance over there. So both are learning.
2: Hmm.
0: Ground is different. One is home, the other is the workplace. That's how God ordained Okay, God ordained. So, of course, so that when the man comes over here, he shouldn't be opening his mouth and telling all the problems in the office, Mm. and she should not be opening her mouth and telling all the problems in the home. It should be the other way around. When he comes over, he should ask, "How was your day, honey?" Mm. And she should ask, "How was your day?" So they're massaging each other's feet, comforting each other. Okay, and he says, "I had a rough day at office." She says, "Sit down, sit down, okay, sit down." Let me get you a cup of tea. Sit down. And shit, okay? And this guy. You know what? Half his tension is gone. Then he asks and says, how was your day? Did Tommy give you a tough time? He says, boy, he was (laughs) tough today. He says, you go. Don't worry. Tommy, you come and sit here. Leave my meal alone. I'll take care of you till you go to sleep. You know what? Her half a burden is gone. That is how you practically do things. That is how you practically wash each other's feet. You go. Don't worry. Mm. I shall handle it. That is how you do it. You know, so he's come back home. His tension is gone because she washed his feet. And he washed her feet. Her tension is gone. And when you go back to sleep at the night, you prayed, you are at peace with one another, with God. And that's how you keep your home. Like I said, no, Office has been settled in home, home has been settled. You are not bringing the junk from outside in your home. The home—that's what the Bible says. The home becomes a slice of heaven. What is heaven? There is peace. That's how you do. That's how you do. Practically, do. you do. No, know, you have to live with each one's wife is a different person. So each one has to. Don't look at somebody else and say, "Oh, he this is what he does for his wife." You do that for his wife. She may not require that. She may require something else. Mm. Something else. So each one has to learn. To live with his wife or wife with your husband with understanding. You need to know what your husband is, what your husband is, what kind of a person is. Like we have Roshan sitting over here. Roshan is Telugu, Tabitha is Bengali. Okay, so she has to understand what is a Telugu man. So understand what a Telugu man. And he has to understand what is a Bengali lady? Where does she, what is she from? Okay, we are changing slowly in the image and the kingdom of God. But there's something about you which is different because mm-hmm. we have our own, our own upbringing, Achim. culture Achim. upbringing. Achim. It's part of us. It is part of us. It's not that the day we are born again we started eating Jewish, Jewish food. Mm-hmm. We did not eat any of that. We are still eating the same food. Okay, we don't eat any of those things. Okay, we don't, we didn't become Jewish. <laughs> We say our savior is the lion of Judah, but that <laughs> but is only praise. Praise God. But we are still the same. So those things matter. Okay, those things matter. That's where you,
1: where you, know. That's how, otherwise, there will be always tension. <laughs> when okay, you were talking about the four things that you need to take care, of. watch, your home watch, watch your, your home, watch your finances, watch your home, watch your finances, watch your prayer life, watch, watch your, your prayer life, life and that's, watch your world life. for was, was in last life. days mm-hmm. because watch you know
0: that's the most important thing in these last days. I'll give you that this thing. Why it is the most important thing? Because what does last days mean? Last days means we are getting ready for judgment. Mm-hmm. Getting ready for judgment. Hebrews eleven verse seven. If judgment is so close, the end is so close, then what do we do? Priority number one. By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, we were warned and now we are starting to see, moved with godly fear and prepared an ark for the saving of his household. Priorities change. Now, for my, your first priority, your prayer life, everything is, I need to take my family along. That's First. I want my home. I want my family. When I reach there, I want my family with me. Okay. I want my family. I don't want to miss anybody. He was warned. We were divinely warned. Oh. In the last days, these are the things that will happen. Not seen. When he said 2,000 years ago, we didn't even know what it was. When he told about earthquakes and all, it was more like a joke because nobody knew what earthquakes were unless it happened in the local area. Now we have seismologies all around the world and every day hundreds and hundreds hundreds of earthquakes. It's it's only going, if you actually ask them to give a graph of the last 50 years, you will see the graph. Intensity of earthquakes have gone, like shot up through the roof. You know why? Because the entire surface is shaking because it knows the sons of God are going to be revealed. The whole of creation itself is groaning completely groaning. And these things are increasing. Mm-hmm. When that happens, you Look have up. to reorient. I always tell Roma that uh, pastor who had come from Korea, Roma, his yes, book yes, yes. Back to Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Okay. When the church began, it was, you shall be my witness in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. When the church is ending, it is the other way. From the ends of the earth to Baptist Samaria, Jerusalem, Judea, Judea it is back to Jerusalem. So watch Jerusalem. Wow. Watch Jerusalem. It is coming back now we are getting ready to go getting ready to go and jerusalem is your home that's where it begins get ready don't spend time on anything at the cost of your home watch your home your prayer life at the top should be a home and if they are all saved then lord let them grow let them be safe one thing you do not want is reach heaven and find a spouse missing or a child missing it will be grief. It is real. If you don't think when he wipes your griefs away, that is the griefs so of the suffering and the torment and the persecution you went. Not the grief of losing a child. That will be still there. It will be there. It will be there. One child is missing.
1: So, so. Hmm. Pastor, there's one important practical question. I think you should also look into it. This is question yes. number 14. <clears throat>
2: 14.
1: Uh, Pastor, I'm a believer, born again, waiting to be baptized and officially announced that I'm dead to this world. I'm seeking for a church since 2020, and I happened to visit a church once I went, uh, which I went in 2017. It is an evangel- evangelical. Okay, church. This is from Australia. Okay. The pastor of the church had emotionally supported me in person while I was going through a harsh time during this period. Hmm. I have deep respect towards him, and I was thankful to God to put a person in person to support me. One day, I had a discussion with the pastor about my baptism. The pastor asked me whether I was keen to take part in mission, and I was being trained as a teacher and serve in the church. I said yes to serve in church, but I politely said no to teaching, because of God's words in in James chapter three verse one. I showed the word to the pastor. Pastor showed me Colossians chapter three verse sixteen, but pastor's countenance changed at that moment as I said no. Pastor, am I allowed to show scripture to a pastor? I I felt a bit nervous about this situation. Did I go against God? Did I say anything out of the word, out of the word, or wrong? Or do anything wrong. If I did, please tell me so that I can so that I can repent because I don't want to be punished by God again. <laughs> no punishment.
0: But it is connected with the next question too. The next part of that question. Yeah,
1: this is question 16. 16, yes, 16. Because okay. he talks about that. Yeah. why
0: did this fear come in because they misunderstood that.
1: Yeah. Pastor, I asked on, on one of the pastors from the church. I got here that while... Uh, when hearing to a voice or sermon, mm-hmm. should I check with scripture? The pastor said no, not necessarily. Can you please tell me if it is necessary, pastor? Can you please help me, pastor? No, no, no. Uh, the 460, bad. the 16 part, pastor, I guess?
0: I, uh, Sammy, did you put the last one? I yeah, gave yeah you. it was Pastor, idea. I asked one, okay, okay. Yeah, the I was second told part.
1: that we need to have, uh, have a hard understanding about the word of God. Yeah, read that part also. Yeah. It's all part of the yeah. same thing. I was, I was also told that we need to have a hard understanding about the word of God, pastor. The word of God says, lean not on your own understanding. And also in Genesis 1-1. I don't. I don't know. Sometimes I feel angry, Pastor. I feel like showing scripture. But in one one of Pastor teachings, I was told that there are twenty six clauses are going to work against me if I say anything about a pastor or the auto a pastor. I'm just scared, Pastor. But I also want to tell the truth boldly. But I don't know how. Please help me, Pastor.
0: Okay. Now, uh, yeah, who is listening? That teaching which you heard, you misunderstood the teaching. Speaking against a pastor, and speaking about doctrine are two different things. Yeah. You are duty bound by God to judge my doctrine. Mm.
2: It's
0: duty bound. You do not receive anything that I say without checking it with Scripture, if it is doctrinally correct. Because if I am doctrinally wrong, your soul is at peril. Ther- Amen. At ther- yes. So don't get it wrong. Speaking against a pastor as a person, his character, gossiping, slandering, his lack of submission—all that's a different thing. Talking about discussing about a doctrine is something else mm. which you are called to do when you uh when you when um, pastor, like in this case when the pastor said uh, would you like to serve in the ministry? Okay, he could have said no. And he gave a reason though. That's perfectly fine. He used the scripture, he says, You know what, I'm scared. Because the Bible says if you go to James chapter one and verse one. three one mm. Okay, chapter three and verse one. My brethren, let not many of you become teachers, knowing that we shall receive stricter judgment. You see, both of them use scripture, and both of scriptures are right. Uh, Colossians
1: like, three sixteen. Okay? Yeah,
0: he used Colossians three. Uh, say, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spirituals, okay. This 16 is a different context all mm. day. It's what normally all of us do. Yes, yes. Like when the worship leader picks a song and he's singing the song, he's teaching us. Yes, Okay? Encouraging. But what the pastor asked him was to actually serve in the ministry of teaching. Okay? And uh, he has the right to say no. I'm scared. I don't think I am fit. I don't think I am ready. Or maybe he said, Pastor, I don't think I am called. I'm called. Let me pray about it. So he doesn't have to fear that. Okay, If anyone of you, if I were to tell Samir, Samir, I want you to uh, start teaching in the church, he has every right to say no. No, Pastor, I'm not ready. I don't want to get over there. I'm scared. And he said, okay, pray about it, think about it. When you are ready, God will speak to you. That's all. Don't misunderstand that teaching about from the book of Psalms. This is talking mm-hmm. about a person. And we do. We do not speak about all the people we talk about. We don't speak about them. Mm-hmm. We speak about their the doctrine. doctrine. You turn with me to Acts chapter 17. And verse 11. Yes. And verse 11.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. 71. 17, 11. Mm-hmm. This way far, they were more fair-minded than those in Thessalonica in that they received the word with all readiness and searched scriptures daily to find out whether these things were so. Whose message are they checking it Paul, out? Hmm. Paul's, Paul. the man who wrote scripture and he's commending them. Oh, what is he saying? These men are more noble. Why? Because if you judge the doctrine, a real servant of God will say, you're good. You didn't go by the word of man. You went and checked with the word of God to see whether the word of man was the word of God. Mm-hmm. Good for you. That's the kind of people we appreciate. We should appreciate. No, so don't. When Bible is talking about submission, it is not that kind of carnal submission mm-hmm. the Bible is talking about. Submission is in the Lord. Yes,
1: yes. In the Lord. Even
0: when you're talking about now, this is where things go wrong in a home. It goes wrong in a church. If you go to Ephesians chapter five and verse twenty six. 21, 21 yes. Yeah, twenty no twenty six, sorry, twenty one
1: submitting to one another
0: And twenty two. Twenty two. Awesome. Okay. in the fear of God, twenty two, because it's written to women, right? Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. Okay. Now let me ask you, will God ask me to submit to him outside his word? No. 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 What what does the Lord represent to us me in practical terms is what is written. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Written. No. So the husband says you have to submit to me in all things, in whatever I say, but half the things he say has got nothing to do with the word, or contrary to the word. Does she submit? No. 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 She doesn't dishonor. Mm-hmm. But she does not submit. She honors him and says, Honey, I can't do it. It is against the world. Otherwise, your husband has become God. Your husband is not God. Your husband has this office given by God. And this is what we husbands, men, need to understand. We need to be very, very careful about it because many men have taken this and brought so much abuse and pain to their wives. They expect a blanket kind of uh, uh, submission. But the Bible doesn't say that. Bible doesn't say that. Okay, Because the wife has every right to say when the husband says, you know, do this. He say, honey, I, I don't want to get into trouble with God. I love you. I respect you. But what you are saying does not agree with the word of God. So I think we need to pray about it. And you should say, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad what you said. You are right. Because you know what? That is why before 20, 22, you have 21. There has to be a mutual submission of that man and the woman to God. Submitting to one another, in which way? In the fear of God. We fear God. We fear God. Man says, I fear God. Woman says, I fear God. Then when the man, the man says something, and he realizes or doesn't realize it, that what he says is wrong, and the woman says, honey, it is not right according to the word, because he fears God, he will say, thank you for protecting me. Thank you for protecting me. That is the submission in the house. Otherwise, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's ungodly submission. Yeah. It's an ungodly submission which leads to tyranny, mm. which leads to slavery. While we have been called mm. to, to to walk in freedom. That is what he says in Galatians chapter uh
1: four one. Yeah, no, four or five one? five one. Five one. Walk in liberty, yes. Five one. Yes, no. Five one, five one. Five one. Stand fast. Mm? Yes, yes, sir
0: okay stand fast therefore in the liberty, liberty by which christ has made us free do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage what is the yoke of bondage that is the law mm. you keep the law but you break its spirit mm. we are not asked to keep the letter of the law we are asked to keep the spirit of the law so if i, I as a husband the, if let us say i as a husband is telling my that is what happened with Ananas and safira so, they agreed, and she should have told that I am not part of this. We are not doing this. says, okay. If we are not doing it. Then I am going alone. She says, "Okay, you want to go alone, but I am not going to come along." He would have died, and she would have lived. She would have lived. Okay, that is where the issue comes, and the, she's the one who comes second. And Peter asks, "Right, why did you both agree on this? Why did you both agree on this?" Okay, this is where Adam went wrong. Adam's love was not a real love, it is hmm. a false love. See, he died in sin with Eve. See, look at it. Genesis chapter 3. Hmm. And when it comes to husbands, love your wives. Wives submit to husbands. Everywhere you will see them going wrong. Okay. Verse 6, 3, 6. 36. Hmm. Okay. When the woman saw the tree, she was listening to the devil. Okay, Good for food, it was pleasant to the eyes. A tree desirable to make one. Why? She took off its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her and he ate. So they disobeyed together. He He agreed with her and ate with her together. Christ didn't. He died with her in sin. Christ died for her sin. He refused to sin for his wife. Refused to sin with his wife. Amen. You need to understand. How did Christ love his bride? He says, you know what? I love you too much to sin with you or to sin for you. I will not sin and I will die for you. That's the difference. So how does a husband love his wife? And how does a wife submit to her husband? You need to understand. We don't understand what you have is tyranny in homes. And you know what? It always brings misery. So even if the wife submits, she submits out of fear. And where there is fear, there is no liberty. Mm. There is no liberty. In the house of God, in the life of, of, of the child of God, there has to be liberty. Yes. It is marked by liberty. Yes. No, you don't have to fear. This is what it is. We fear God. And therefore, these are the rules. You understand, I understand. And, and we, we submit to the beauty. rules yeah, because we love God. Amen. That's Amen. what it's on. As to the Lord. Okay, and if you go to First Peter chapter 3 and words 1, different scenario where the husband is not a believer. 3-1. Three, 3-1. One, three, one. Three, one, okay. Where the husband is not. Wives, likewise, be submissive to your own husband. See, whenever Bible says, look at your own husbands, even if some do not obey the word, they, without a word, may be won by the conduct of their wives. Now the Bible is not saying... Be obedient to your husband's words. He says, be submissive. Submission is an attitude. Mm. It's an attitude. Obedience is an act. There is an attitude and there is an act. Be submissive to your husband that even if some do not obey the word, they without a word may be won by what? By the conduct. The conduct. They see your conduct. They see reverential conduct that you, you really honor me. You don't talk back. You don't raise your voice. You're very differential in how you, do. when they observe your chaste conduct accompanied by what? Fear. See, he does not fear God, but you fear God and they see it. They will be convinced and they will be, they will change. That's what one of the main things that has been lost. There is you no know, fear of God. Okay. So in an unbelieving house, if the husband does not believe and the wife believes, God says, "You know, you don't have to speak a word. You don't have to say anything. Even if it's a no, it has to be told in a way that he will realize you are saying no because you fear God and not that you are dishonoring him. And when he sees that, he will say, okay, okay, <laughs> okay, that's fine, that's fine. I don't want to get trouble. I don't want to get into trouble with your God. <laughs> I'm fine, fine. You don't have to do it. I'll do it alone. I'm okay.'" But when he sees it consistent, he will realize, you know what, my wife fears of God. Chase. My wife fears a God. Oh. Chase accompanied by fear. Yeah. That conduct. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's how it works. Okay. Submission is an attitude and people have taken it and run with it and destroyed their homes. So when a man loves his wife, he loves like Christ loved the church and not like Adam loved his wife. No, you don't. That's where you draw a line and say, you know what? If you mean in me loving you, I have to die with you in sin? No. I will not. I love my God more than that. Mm-hmm. That's the dividing line. Okay. Children, obey your parents, honor your parents. What is the dividing line? God. In God, yes. In the okay. Lord. In God. Uh, if it is not God, obey your parents. Look at that. Sixth one. How clear it is. In the in the
1: Lord. Lord. For if goodness. the
0: Lord is, take, is not there and you obey your parents in everything, Korah's sons would be in hell today.
1: Yes, it's, true. it's
0: true. Korah's sons, in the last minute, they broke ranks and ran over to the Moses' side. So we still have the songs of Korah. Why? Because they obeyed parents in the Lord. They looked at their parents and they realized the parents were rebelling against God. And the call was given, whoever is on the side, come. Separate from the tents of Korah, Datam, and Avira. And they left their father and mother and they moved to this site. And you know what? Earth opened. They, they saw. They were one set of children who saw their parents directly go to hell. And God commended them for their action. They were not disrespecting their parents. They were not dishonoring. They were obeying God. Not at the cost of God. Everywhere you have to see this pattern. Otherwise what will happen is that we will make, uh, the human God. Yes. So when we talk about, when we say, submit to your pastors who watch over your soul. It's not to obey him in everything. Mm. No, He's teaching you the word. He's watching over you. And when he's saying something which is connected with the sphere of his authority which is within the ambit. Like I don't get outside my church and tell anybody to do anything. Mm -hmm. I don't tell. But if you come to me, I will tell you. Within the church, I will tell you what to do. I don't tell people how to run their homes. I teach that and leave it to you. Mm. When you have trouble, you come to me. Not only I'll give you counsel. I don't give commands. <laughs> I just give counsel. Within the church, I do. Because you know why? The buck stops at me. Like I said, you are not responsible for God before God if something goes wrong. I am. I am. In the same way, in the, in the home too, God asked Adam, why did you listen to your wife? Contrary to what I had told you. Not that you should not listen to your wife, but what she told was contrary to what I told you. Therefore, your ground is cursed. In the same way, in the church, ultimately, I will be responsible. So, so when I tell tell something, it will be always connected with the church. Mm-hmm. Nothing outside the church. Outside the church. Outside the church, I don't interfere in anybody's life. And if you leave me alone, I'm the happiest man. But when you come here, I tell you, this is the way, this is the way, this is the way. Principles, I tell you. I'm not telling you. I this is the principle of the kingdom of God. This principle will work for you or work against you. It's as simple as that. Okay. But in the church, when I tell you something, I would ask you, just listen. One thing I always tell, I tell people, individually I tell them, very carefully I tell them, you know one thing I want to tell you, I really love you as my own children. So when I tell you no, understand it. I'm trying to protect you. Not anything else. I'm trying to protect you. Even yesterday I had to tell somebody. I'm trying to protect you. If I say don't sing in the worship team, I'm not demoting you. I'm protecting you. Because I see something happening in your life and if I put you over there, I am exposing you to harm. Because you don't know how the other realm works. I know. They say, Okay, so I'm trying to protect you. I will never devote you. If I see something that is in you, which can be used by God without harming you, I will be the first one to put you over there. I will not, but I will protect you. So when I say something, you know that, no? And as I said, when you people call me, Papu, you need to realize I am. I love you as my own children. So when I tell you something, when I tell you I know, you need to realize I'm not trying to pull you down, push you down. I'm trying to protect you like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, it's a different ball game altogether. It is not like Sundays, Saturdays. You'll be exposed to something which you don't have to be exposed to. I'll be protect I wouldn't even allow Pastor Vijay to come over there. Why? He's got two small children. It's a different ballgame. The attack if you, that happens to you on that other side is not the same that you have on a Sunday, Saturday, other day. So it's my job to protect you. To protect you. Why did Peter go through what Peter had to go through? Only because he was there. Otherwise, they would have left him alone. So I know what the battles we fight. And as a pastor, when I say yes or when I say no, it is you need to know where I come from. You may not understand. So you just trust. Exactly. You know, trust. Trust the judgment. Trust the judgment. Yes. Say, and I'm not trying to take you out or this mm-hmm. thing. I'm just trying to protect you. Okay. I may see things which you don't see. Mm. you don't see. So I'm trying to protect you. That's how you have to look at it. So in submission, it's not a blanket submission. That is only to God. Mm. Blanket submission is to only to God. You don't have to worry about it. If it is God who told you, you don't have to take it, son, your only son, offer him on a sacrifice. Bye. Go, let's go, Isaac. Bye, it's God who said. Uh-huh. But isn't this, this God who hates child sacrifice? Yeah, he does. But he told me. Absolutely he told me. So if he dies, he will bring him back. But mm. man no. It's no blanket. Everything in the Lord. In the Lord. That is why we need to know God, hear from God. The knowledge of the knowledge of scriptures is fundamental. Fundamental. And knowledge of scriptures, primarily in terms of the principles, principles of the, the kingdom. kingdom. Yes. The principles of the kingdom. It's very, very important. Principles of the kingdom. How does because that is the difference between you put Psalm 103 And word seven. That's the difference between that man and the rest of the men in that crowd. Okay, yeah. He made known his ways to Moses. That's the key. He made known his ways to Moses. You see that? His acts. The people don't know the ways of God. What is the ways of men? As a man thinketh so easy. I cannot have an action before I have thought it out. Preceding every action is a thought. So I think, I do. I think, I do. So if you have understood God's ways, you have understood His mind. Versus understood God's mind. The others only show the power, the action. They never understood God or how God thought. Hmm. Okay. And because He understood God's ways, He changed according to God's Amen. ways. Yeah. So God says, you know what? Here in this generation is the meekest, the most humble, the most kind, most loving, most compassionate toughest man ever who walked on earth why he understood my ways and became like me so moses represented a god to them Mm -hmm. and therefore he has the audacity to say repeat what god told him god will send a prophet just just like me Mm -hmm. and his words don't disobey like you did to mine you will not survive who's he talking about Jesus. jesus jesus you know why because if you don't understand the ways of god we will not change We will not change. What are we called to be? To become like God. Confirm according to his image. How do you know? And then unless, okay, in this situation, this is what God does. In this situation, this is what God does. Why does he do that? I realize this is the way he thinks. Okay, that's what I said. There is a person of God. There is the principles of God. And there are the patterns. Paul will say in Philippians 3.15. 3.15. Let me give you three...
1: Yeah, as a pattern of things, yes, that's, yeah, right. that's, that's right. right. That's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. Therefore,
0: let us, as many as a measure, have this mind.
1: No, the, a, as a as a, as as that you have me as pattern. Sixteen also. Sixteen, sixteen. Yeah. Okay. I think so. so wait one second. One second, Pastor. Let me just see. Uh, same rules, same mind. It's right there. Yeah, it's, it's right there. It's
0: there. there. One word here and there. Mm. Okay.
1: Got it. You have seventeen, percent Seventeen. 17. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, 17, mm-hmm. sorry. Brethren, join in following my example. Okay? And note those who also. walk. So walk. As you have asked for a pattern. We need patterns. That's what uh, Hebrews twelve one is talking about. Surrounded by a cloud of witnesses. What are they witness of? The life of Christ. Yes. Okay. In every one of those people in the Bible, from uh, Adam onwards, not able Adam onwards before fall, Adam onwards. Everyone is a pattern. In them, the spirit of Christ was operating. So you look into them and you understand. This is what I need to do. God does not give us theory; He gives us practical, because we need practical. All of us know it's when we go to the lab we go for sitting there in theory we thought we are better than the teacher when you go over there you realize you can't do anything unless he comes and tells move it here and this. That's, it's still stuck in my brain for 40 years vernier calipers <laughs> I couldn't adjust that silly thing I could break Shakespeare without breaking my teeth this thing I couldn't that adjusting that thing <laughs> <laughs> so you realize slab is one thing here is one thing. When he's talking about it, you think, oh, it's so easy, right? And then he really doesn't. So he has given us patterns. And the patterns are the people. And you learn from these people and you realize this is how it is. Yes, Pastor Vijay? We'll go back to the question, yes, and
1: we'll wrap, wrap it. Uh, okay. will up, Pastor. So, don't
0: worry about that. Okay, that is not. Don't ever, ever be very. Be submissive. be respectful, and never fight or anything. That's a very dangerous thing to do. To shout at a pastor, fight with him is a very dangerous thing to do. And that, uh, even if he's not your pastor, somebody else's pastor, leave them alone. They're a different tribe. You get into trouble with their boss, but be respectful. Okay, and you can always say no. Because if you can say no to God, you can say no to man. Okay, because you say you are not ready. Okay, you are not ready. Okay, I'm not saying whether your no is right or not, but if you don't feel the call of God upon life and a man is saying, I want you, you can say, Pastor, I'm not ready. I don't think I have that to teach. But no.
1: Also, uh, well, this one, one question from last, week, last week, which, I think, yeah. which were, I think we should just wrap it up because okay. question number seven. Okay. okay. Uh, this is from, um, yeah, in his in his uh, famous poem entitled "The Two Impostors," uh, I think we looked at this. No, you did not look oh, at this. No. and no. Treat if, uh, Rudyard Kipling said something penetratingly true concerning success and failures. No. If we can meet with triumph and disaster and treat those two imposters just the same, no. whether we say triumph and disaster or success and failure, Kipling's description is correct. They are both imposters. Neither of them is what I, it seems to be. Neither is permanent. But Jesus himself is the, is the perfect example. Can you explain this to us for a believer? Jesus to experience failure when the multitude, multitude said, crucify him, crucify him. His closest friends and followers forsook him. Jesus was never unduly elated by success or cast down by failure, though both uh, though both alike. He was motivated by one supreme purpose to do his father's will. Would you explain this in more depth for our home, please?
0: Okay, When uh, there are two things about it, okay? Now, first thing we need to look at it is this: we are called to walk by faith, second corinthians five seven okay, love by faith, Romans one seventeen Galatians three eleven and hebrews 10.38. 38 thirty38 We'll go to hebrews ten thirty eight also. We walk by faith and not by sight, okay walk by faith and not by sight. My just shall live by faith, and if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. <laughs> okay so when you're walking by faith Romans 1017 says faith comes from hearing oh. and hearing from the mm-hmm. word of God so you have heard something from god and you're obeying now you're not obeying because you saw something in sight you're obeying because you heard something and you are responding in faith mm-hmm. now faith is the substance of things hoped for mm-hmm. the evidence of things unseen yes. so there is no evidence before you Physical evidence, there is nothing there before you. But you are absolutely sure God has told you. God has told you. Let me give you the evidence of how it works. Okay, The difference in Acts chapter 7. Go to Acts chapter 7. Verse 2 onwards. This is Stephen to the Sanhedrin. Okay, we'll read verse 7 to verse 5. Brethren and fathers, listen, the God of glory appeared to our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia, before he dwelt in Haran, and said to him, Get out of your country from your relatives and come to a land I will show you. Then he came out of the land of Chaldeans and dwelt in Haran. And From there, when his father was dead, he moved him to this land which you now dwell. Hmm. God gave him no inheritance in it, not even enough to set his foot on. Even when Abraham had no child, he promised to give it to him for a possession and to his descendants after him. Now look at this. When Abraham is living for a hundred years in the promised land, he owned no property except a graveyard, a plot in a graveyard. Yet it has been told to him, this is your possession, yours, and your for forever. Yeah. So, so yeah. when you are walking by faith, there is no failure.
2: Mm, There is no failure.
0: Eternally you know. Mm. Time will prove that you are a success and not a failure. Because God, if when you are walking by faith, you are a failure, then God is a failure. Because God's words are not time-bound. The problem is, your generation will say, Oh, look at this poor fellow, live like a nomad in a tent. But 500 years later, those people who mocked you are all thrown out and destroyed. And your descendants have taken over because God is not caught in time at all. Mm. What he has said will come to pass. So everyone who is obeying. So we do not look at success and failure in the temporal. In faith, you never look at temporal. Faith, you never look at temporal. So Jesus is boldly going to the cross because he's not a failure. He knows. He knows. He knows the end from the beginning. The Father has told you, obey me, I will give you harvest like never before. Nothing else. Nothing. The entire church is built on the obedience of one man. Mm. If death reigned to the disobedience Mm. of one man, Mm. life also came in. So, it is to the natural eye, the natural eye, the man hanging in the middle of of the three crosses, hanging over there, is a failure. Failure. The spiritual eye, he is not. He's destroying the powers of darkness. He's disarming and he's taking the keys of death and hate from him. And he's overcoming it all. And he will raise up a church that what could not happen with the angels is possible with man. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's not how we look at success and failure. That's not how we look at success and failure. Because if you want to look at failure and success through the sight, through the temporal, you have missed it. You're walking by faith you cannot, you cannot lose. Because there's a time if you look at the last two verses 39 and 40 of Hebrews 11. 39 and 40, if I'm right, 39 and 40 are the last two verses. Hebrews 11. eh? Whole list of all these and all these having obtained a good testimony through faith did Didn't not
1: receive, receive the, the promise. promise.
0: Yeah. So are they failures? No. No. God having provided something better, better for promise. us that they should not be made perfect apart from us. Okay. So they're all waiting for us to finish. So when the trumpet blows and when the dead arise first, their spirit and they will get their new body and we look at their bodies, we will realize none of them are failures. Huh. Abraham's glory will be unmatchable. Mm. Isaac's glory, Jacob's glory, everybody is getting their bodies. Okay, and their glory, they're all getting their glory, and as stars differ in glory, so and we'll nice. suddenly look at what we thought was absolute failures on earth, a tremendous success all through eternity. Mm. Okay, so never ever judge in the temporal. Kipling was a half crackpot, mm. <laughs> he had wrote some good books too, but he's saying both success and failures but in faith we don't look at that we don't even look at success or we don't look at failure because if you judge your success by the temporal
1: it could be a failure it could be a complete complete failure failure.
0: like the Laodicean church Mm. was a total failure but they Mm. thought they were successful Absolutely. Okay? Uh, they thought they were successful. Mm-hmm. Well, at their own age they must have thought Philadelphia church as a failure. Mm-hmm. See, let us say the church of Philadelphia in Revelation 3 and the church of Laodicea are two churches on the same street. Mm-hmm. One has 50 people, the other has 5,000 people. What would people say? Look at that church, mega church, all the gadgets, everything, they own their own. This is meeting in a house and you know they don't have much. But God's estimation of both of them are completely different yes. completely different in this case success is an imposter in this case failure, failure is also is an, an imposter, imposter. yes <laughs> okay, because you are judging by your eyes mm. by eyes so never judge anything that's why paul says i don't even judge, judge myself, myself. No. Mm. The judgment day is there that is the day we will realize we will realize so don't ever judge success and failure by the temporal you have to wait for that day Wait for the day. God is the judge and He will judge everything and then He will tell us. But if you're walking, one thing about faith is that if you're walking by faith and living by faith, you're always a success. Why? Ephesians 2.20. Either 2.20 or 3.20, I think
2: it's 2.20, I'm pushing the test. Yeah, 2.20. 3.20, 3.20. 320.
1: Galatians 3.20? Galatians 2.20. Yeah, Galatians 2.20.
0: I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. The life which I know live in the flesh, I live by faith. Now wait a second. If you're living by faith, then who is living in you? Christ. Can Christ be a failure? No. Way. No, I can be a failure. Obvious. I can never no, I can be a failure. Christ can never be a failure. That is why God is saying Christ is always triumphant. triumphant. He has never failed. He Mm. cannot fail. That's true. God cannot fail. God cannot Mm. fail. You have to look at this because this sets you free. When you walk by faith, I cannot fail because Christ cannot fail. I walk by sight. Chances are, I am failing, even when it is looking like success. I am <laughs> Actually, failing. Chances for certain <laughs> hey, Certain. You are <laughs> failing. Certain, you certain. are <laughs> failing if you are walking by sight. Yes, you sir. are failing because you know what—that is the thing. You live by faith in the life that Christ has given me.
2: Amen. Amen. We'll stop
0: today. Yes, pastor. Okay. We'll pray. I'll pray so that I wanna pray for the ones who are depressed and feared yes, 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 and sure. all that. Father God, we just come to you this night, here night, morning, different places. And I want to thank you, Father, for one more month we have entered into, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. I commit to all your children, Lord, who ask questions. And I pray, Lord, they will understand the spirit of what you say, Lord. Not a slavish submission, but a submission that brings liberty. And I pray, Father, Sound mind, mind that understands scripture, understands what God says and who he is, Lord. Mm. You have not given us the spirit of fear. Mm. And what you have not given, we will not receive. You did not give us the spirit of heaviness, we will not receive.
2: Yes.
0: I take authority in the name of Jesus mm. of Nazareth. And I command that spirit of heaviness, the spirit of despair, The spirit of depression, the spirit of discouragement, the spirit of fear, the spirit of worry, anxiety. All these spirits Mm. in these last days that have been set loose on earth. Command those spirits to leave God's children who are hearing now in the name of Jesus. Command you to leave the spirit of death, the spirit of suicide. Mm. Command you to leave in Jesus' name. And I pray by faith they will receive and confess. I receive the spirit of love, of power, and of a sound mind. The spirit of God's power. The spirit of God's love. Hmm. This mind of Christ I receive. And confess tomorrow when I am at church, online or offline. I'm at church. I will worship God. He will give me beauty for ashes. The oil of gladness for despair. And I will put on that garment of praise yes. Yes. for the spirit of heaviness. And I will be taught of the spirit of God. Mm-hmm. The word will become life for me. It will become health for my body and strength for my soul. I believe Therefore I speak, and tomorrow I will be found in the house of God, the right mind seated at the feet of Christ. Mm -hmm. Thank you, thank you, Father, thank you. We magnify your word above all and everything, Lord. We thank you for your word, so that we can always go back to your word. We don't have to hear any voices. Your word is our security. Your word is forever settled in the heavens. And the Spirit of God will speak to us through the word, O Lord. And we are absolutely sure God will not fail us. And his word will not fail us. Mm. For God is not a man that he should lie. Nor the son of man that he should Should repent, repent, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Commit everyone into thy hands, O Lord. Everyone. Everywhere. Touch them who are infirm. Touch them who are not well. The brother who broke two ribs today, Lord. Supernaturally. Touch him, Lord. Mm. Heal him, Lord. He's out on the mission for you. And you are his Lord and Master. His healing. His health. His provider. Everything, Lord. Oh, Lord, that you would touch him and heal him, Lord. Every brother, every sister, Lord. Speak strength and healing into their body and into their soul. They will not be downcast, Lord. Your children in Ukraine. The mothers worrying about their sons out fighting in Russia. Lord, everywhere, Lord. The same, Lord. Protect, Lord. Protect. Protect. Empower. But let your church stand strong. Lift up their heads. For they know their bridegroom is coming. Thank you. Thank you, Father. If you dare to come tonight, you give us another day. Help us to be in your house. To worship you. To glorify you, Lord. Thank you, Father.